1: Welcome to part two of the episode James Anderson and I recorded on Tuesday afternoon. This is the NBA draft portion of that episode. Uh, We used the DraftKings Sportsbook as a little bit of a guide to run through some of our favorite prop bets, uh, talk about uh, what's still a very uncertain top of the 2020 NBA draft. We still think it's going to be LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman in some order in those top three spots, but... Uh, this has been a, a crazy draft to evaluate, and, and honestly, it's it's really no more clear now uh, than it was a week or a month or three months ago. So it should be a fun night on Wednesday. This will be our final preview of the draft, at least in audio form. James and I will have a new mock that will go live on Wednesday morning, so please make sure to check that out. And then we'll have our normal coverage on Wednesday night, uh, pick by pick. You know, We'll be writing notes on every player, so you can follow along there. And then we'll have some follow-ups on Thursday morning as well. Some fantasy analysis, some winners, some losers, uh, the usual post-draft fair. So be sure to check that out. Uh, should be a really fun night. Uh, not really sure what the draft is going to look like. There's not going to be the usual horde of journalists, uh, the usual raucous fans uh, in Brooklyn. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is, fans are not one of the best TV events of the year on the NBA calendar. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I know the rest of the guys uh, at RotoWire are as well. Um, that's all. Let's get back to my conversation with James Anderson. All right, let's transition to NBA draft talk. Uh, Where do you want to go with this? I mean, we we didn't put together much of a framework just because we've talked about most of these guys. Uh, It's been really tough to parse through what's real and what's not uh, as far as the rumors swirling around who's going to go number one, who could potentially trade out. Um, but I think one thing that is interesting, if you look uh, at the NBA draft odds that we've been monitoring on the DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, LaMelo Ball and Anthony Edwards are now almost equal to go number one overall. It's Ball minus 115, Edwards minus 106. Uh, I believe Edwards was the pretty heavy favorite when we talked last week, right? I think he was like minus 275. Yeah. Um,
3: I still think he's the favorite uh, because I just, I don't think the Timberwolves are smart enough/slash brave enough to draft someone over D'Angelo Russell, like, and risk D'Angelo Russell and Carmelo Towns both being pissed that you disrespected D'Angelo in this way, and you know now they both want they both went out, or they they hate Lamelo, and you know I I just I think Lamelo's a way better prospect than Edwards, but I think they're going to end up making this pick based on fit and not ruffling the feathers of their two quote-unquote mm-hmm. stars, so I'd I'd still bet Edwards there.
1: If Minnesota keeps the pick, yes, I'm with you. This feels like a just kind of march toward a slow death with Edwards, you know, almost I mean, I don't know. I, I'm starting to come around on the fact that maybe there's a better chance than we're giving him that that he turns into a good player. Um, anyway, I, well, I don't think he has. You're regard. higher on him
3: than I am. I think. I am. Um, but, but, um, all I know is the chances of him being a good player do not go up with him ending up on the Timberwolves. Like <laughs> he true. needs, he needs to be around. You know, like if you put him on the Warriors, like I don't think the Warriors would ever take him. But you know, you put him in the same locker room as like Draymond Green and Steve Kerr, and maybe you have a chance of kind of uh, fixing some of his deficiencies. Uh, but if you put him in the same locker room as D'Angelo Russell and Carmelo Towns with Ryan Saunders as the head coach, I think you're just—I don't even know. Like, I mean, I just think it's such a terrible uh, place for him to try to develop and. Um, learn from people that actually take the game seriously and stuff like that. So um, yeah, I, I think they're going to do it. I think it's Mm going to be a disaster and the Timberwolves are going to keep being the T-Wolves.
1: I think from a best bet perspective, I still like Wiseman at plus 900. You're, you're just betting on a trade-up. He's not going to Minnesota. He still hasn't even met with the Wolves, hasn't worked out for the Wolves that's off the table. And there's a reason he's nine to one to go number one, because the team holding the pick isn't going to take him. But I, I think if any team trades up to one, it's going to be to get James Wiseman. Um you know, I could see
3: it I think there are enough teams that like LaMelo ball that it could be to get LaMelo, but um Wiseman is the one we've sort of heard the most sort of you know, the the Charlotte one is is kind of the most rumored mm-hmm. trade up. Right. So that, that would be to get Wiseman. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't mind that. I just well, like, so Where do you think there will be some,
1: some trades happening in the top three of the draft? I I feel like there's the years that they say there's going to be a ton of trades. There aren't. And then when we don't think there are going to be trades, there are, I, I don't feel like the right deal is there for Golden State. I, I think they're holding out for the home run type of deal, and I, I have a hard time seeing them settling for anything less than that. I, I think number one is for sale, honestly. I, I, the, the, oh yeah. Like, I think I think Minnesota knows that this is not what they should be doing, and they're I, that that pick is available. It's just a matter of what team's going to be willing to bite the bullet and do it.
3: Yeah, I 100% it's available. I mean, I think yeah, they, they know even they know that they could screw this pick up royally and look really stupid uh, for having Jared Culver and uh, a bust at the number one pick in back-to-back draft. So I definitely think they want to trade it. I just haven't heard anything that makes a ton of sense. Like, yeah, the Knicks would love to trade up and get that pick. I mean, the Pistons would probably love to get that pick. Um, There's plenty of bad teams that would love to get that pick. Like, are you willing to trade one for three to get miles bridges like if you're willing to sort of sell it that low and just kind of take yourself out of the position of being the team that screws up the number one pick right then i think i think it will get moved if they're willing to sort of settle for that type of a package but i just don't know where this haul would come
2: from
1: yeah i don't think you're getting a haul that's off the table you're not you're not getting two future first or an unprotected first next year from a bad team. Like that's not happening. I I wouldn't I wouldn't call Miles Bridges a haul, but look, if I'm Minnesota and I'm not I say all right, look, I I I'll, I'll take either one of LaMelo and Edwards. I think they're equally risky. I think they're equally, you know, ceilinged. We know Wiseman's going to go one. Just give me whoever's there at 3 and, and Miles Bridges. Like I I would be okay with that because if you're not taking Wiseman at 1 anyway, you're you are you know, you're, they're making the decision for you, I guess that you can't make yourself.
3: And and –
1: paying a little less money for that player exactly the, with the third overall pick versus the first yeah. overall pick. So, and you're getting a I guy miles bridges who's like not terrible i don't know he's not great right. but I, it's, he's an asset i think that would be yeah, I mean, that would be a fine deal
3: yeah so i mean i'm sure that that's probably on the table and
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know they're probably going to go up to draft day and like the the minute or the the hour beforehand and give teams a chance to to beat something like that, but. Um, is, is there any way to gamble on whether they trade that pick or is the, is it basically just, you bet they on, just bet it.
1: <laughs> no, there isn't, unfortunately, uh, although DraftKings has added a, a lot more props since we did our, uh, prop preview last week, which you can find on the site. You know what? Let's just use these as a guide to talk about the draft. So we'll go player draft position. Um, and they're, they're a little bit confusing as anyone who listened to last week's pod knows, uh, luckily we were able to, to talk through that, uh, while on the air. Uh, but we have a handle on that now. Um, so when I say over, like, for example, over two point five, uh, that means that the player will be drafted after the third pick or I guess after the second pick in that scenario. So over means after under means before. Uh, so we'll just go down the list and you know, kind of rapid fire. Tell me what you think about each of these guys. We'll start with the mellow ball over under two and a half.
3: Um man. I stay away. Like I I'm just not betting it. Because like I, I I think he's the best prospect, but I'm not confident he goes top two. Okay. But how often in a draft is a guy that not it's not a majority of teams necessarily, but more teams think he's the best prospect than any other prospect in the draft. Like how often does that player get to three? It just it doesn't seem like it happens very often. So sure. I wouldn't bet it because I I think he could fall to three, but I don't think he should fall out of even the top spot.
1: All right, James Wiseman, same number, two and a half.
3: I still I still like the uh, under. I I still think he goes one or two um, mm-hmm. because I I don't really think he gets past two. Okay.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Especially if the Warriors keep that pick. Edwards is at one and a half.
3: Would it make more sense to bet the under or to bet that he goes first overall or are they basically the same odds?
1: They are the exact same odds.
3: Yeah, I believe. Yeah, right? I mean I
1: I would I think I would uh see like do you think those odds are good enough to bet it? No. No, I don't feel I don't feel nearly confident enough about that.
3: Yeah. I I have a feeling that just something is gonna come out of left field on on draft night and some team that like we haven't even been talking about is just gonna trade up and get LaMelo. I I feel like that's that's in the cards. Um but yeah, I, I think that's a stay away as well.
1: Okay. Obi Toppin. Over under four point
3: five. I I continue to love this over. <laughs> like I just I refuse to believe he's going top four. I just I don't. Where would think... that number
1: have to be like for you like twenty seven and a half?
3: Um, I think even five and a half I'd probably stay away because I could see Dan Gilbert taking him. Um, like making yeah. an executive decision that we're taking him. Um, uh, but I just don't see any of the top four teams taking him.
1: I think this bet is framed around the Cavs, who have the fifth pick. That's what it hinges on, right? I, I don't. I think there's a chance he could go to Chicago. Well, it's four, but it's four and a half, though, right? It's not five.
3: If it was five and a half, oh, then it'd yeah, be a yeah. good line. Like four and a half, you're you're winning it because it he's going yeah. he's going to the Cavs or he's going to the Knicks. Like I, I, just, right. I just I feel very. Str- but I do also love that one, uh, where you get to pick the exact team. I love top into the Knicks. I, I forget what the odds were, but um, it was pretty long odds. Uh, for top and going eighth overall because you're you're pinpointing the pick, but like his connection with Leon Rose is just runs so deep that I it's six to one for falls, the record. Yeah, I I love that bet.
1: Yeah, I mean if he's there at eight, that's where he's going. I don't I just think it's a matter of, um, you know, does he get past the Bulls at four? Does he get past the Cavs at five? If the Hawks can't move that pick at six, I think there's a chance, and I also think there's a chance that especially if you don't really have to give anything up you know, one of those teams in the mid to late first round might see him as a guy who could contribute right away.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I can't imagine the Hawks. I mean, he's, would you want John Collins, Clint Capella, and Obi Toppin on the same roster?
1: Or would that
3: just mean they're I, they're trading John Collins?
1: I don't know. Counterpoint It's the Hawks. You know, I think anything <laughs> is possible. This is the team that traded Luka Doncic away. Oh, um,
3: uh, I wanted to get your take on this, like going back a little bit. Um Sure. I forget forget who posited this as a potential trade, but um basically like John Collins for the number two pick. Like or John Collins and six for number two, I think it, it might have been. Like if you're the Warriors and you want a win now piece, would you trade two for John Collins and six?
1: uh can i pay john collins
3: um or is, is wiggins you'd, involved? you'd have to yeah you'd have to extend him all right i guess I, I can't remember exactly how that would work but um well you'd have to send I, wiggins back right oh yeah yeah you would okay um, oh, in
1: that scenario absolutely yes if, it, right. if it's in, if it's implied that i'm keeping john collins and i'm i'm doing two i mean i don't even know if i need the six pick back right
3: I, yeah i don't i don't think you get the six back with wiggins um, no, but I love I like that idea of the Warriors. Now I think that their whole plan is to take Wiseman, not allow him to show any weaknesses, and then hope that Wiseman plus the T Wolves pick gets them Beal. Yep. Um, but I think John Collins playing next to Draymond Green would be really interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, as a uh, re, you know, fairly recent Lakers fan, that would not be ideal for the Western <laughs> Conference. I, I would be, I would be rooting against that outcome uh, because I think that would be a great trade for the Warriors. Uh, although I, I still think they have their set, their sights set a little bit higher. You know, I, I think, I think they want Beal. I think they want somebody who's an established, proven All Star. Uh, although, I mean, Collins is the type of guy who is young enough that you know he could conceivably kind of carry you into that next phase. You know, he's, he's never going to be you know a top. Five or ten player in the league, probably, but um, I, I like that deal a lot for Golden State. The RotoWire NBA podcast is brought to you by BetMGM. Sports bettors know that magic happens when you turn a hunch into action and apply the right amount of expertise. That's why BetMGM has teamed up with RotoWire to offer new BetMGM customers a free six month RotoWire subscription when they place their first bet. Register on the BetMGM app or website. And once you make your first sports wager, you'll receive a season's length of Rotowire's unmatched sports insights. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks by signing up and placing your first bet today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Nevada, Tennessee, and West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. In Nevada, and 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey and West Virginia. In Tennessee, call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Back to the over-unders. We'll do a few more of these. Uh, Denny Avdia also has that number, same as Toppin, four and a half.
3: Uh, I I like the under there as well, not as much as I like the in one, um, because I could see the Bulls taking Abdiya at four. I can't really see them taking Toppin.
1: So the numbers uh, favor Abdiya, as in he's he has a you know better odds to go in the top uh, four. Right, right.
3: Um, I mean both of these guys are, are guys that I'm low on, uh, so I I like both the bets but i i like the top and one more
1: okay tyrese halliburton seven and a half
3: uh over like i i think he i think he goes i think his floor is probably six to the Hawks. like I, I just don't see him getting past six because um he's i think he's the would you agree that he's the easiest lottery prospect in this draft to like fit onto any kind of roster
1: like yeah, is he, no question.
3: I think and, he's the guy and,
1: that if you trade down, you're maybe targeting him because it's it's a little bit it's a little bit tab to take Tyrese Halliburton one, but I think a gun to their head, a lot of these teams would like rather rather just take the the security that Tyrese Halliburton brings. Yeah, so he's he's easy
3: to fit into any rotation, and he's ready to play and potentially help you win games right away. Whereas the top three guys, Ball, Wiseman, Edwards. Even if they all go on to have great careers, they're going to have really bad rookie seasons just in terms of like helping a team win right now. Yeah. And so many of these teams are looking at this like, how can we get anyone solid? <laughs> like they're right. not even trying to take a big swing in this draft. They're they're yeah. just like, is, can any of these guys play? Yes. And I think they all pretty much agree that Halbert can play, and he fits onto all these rosters. So I I think that's a, a mm-hmm. slam dunk. Uh, like I I think four. Is a really good fit with the Bulls. I think. Um, I don't really think the Cavs would go that direction, but I think it'd be a good fit there. And I think the Hawks are a really good fit. So I think I think like Bulls or Hawks is is basically uh-huh. where I see
1: Halbert going. So looking at the odds for the fourth overall pick, which player will go fourth overall? And of course, this this would uh, pertain to a team that would maybe trade to that spot. But let's say, assuming the Bulls uh, keep the number four pick and make that selection. Uh, who do you like out of these names? Abdia is plus 110. Okungwu plus 150. Obi Toppin uh, plus 200. Wiseman plus 575. Patrick Williams plus 800. Killian Hayes uh, plus 1,000. Um, you can get a quarter really, like 20 to 1 as well.
3: Of of those bets, like I I think Halliburton would be my pick, but you didn't list him, so I would go Patrick Williams at plus eight hundred. Uh, just I could see the the new front office kind of saying, you know, the nice thing about taking Patrick Williams if you're a brand new GM is he's such a project that it just you're not going to be graded on that pick. Mm-hmm. Like you explained to your owner, like this guy has the third or fourth highest ceiling in the draft, but he's not going to be ready for a couple of years. So you get a nice long leash to, to develop him. Uh, and he gives you some upside. Like that young core is, it's not as bad as the Knicks young core, but it's it's a really kind of depressing quote unquote young core. And it's, it's devoid of uh, upside that you can really dream on. Um, so I, I wouldn't expect them to go with uh, Williams there, but they have been linked to him a little bit. Um so I, I could see Williams going there. Plus eight hundred isn't too bad.
1: What about the Celtics at fourteen? RJ Hampton is the slight favorite to go there. Uh plus five fifty. Kira Lewis, six fifty, uh Alexei Pokashevsky, seven to one, Sadiq Bey, seven fifty, Halliburton, seven fifty to fall all the way there. Uh then you have Aaron Naismith, uh Jalen Smith, Precious Achiwa are your top eight.
3: Of those I think Neesmith would be the one I would bet on. Um, I really think – I think that pick's either getting traded or they're going to take an upperclassman who can play right away. Like, I just – I don't think they have any desire to bring in someone they have to develop who's not going to be ready to compete. Um, Mm. And they – you look at their depth chart. They just have all these, like, young guards who are kind of – like. I could see someone like Tyrell Terry being number one on their board, but when you have a bunch of other undersized guards that you've taken in recent drafts, bring another one in who's probably not going to be able to help a ton in 2021. So I I think they might go with a guy like Neesmith or or someone like Desmond Bain who's ready to step in right away.
1: All right. So we talked about these two bets in uh, one of our articles that's up on the site went up last week number of freshmen drafted in the top 10 and the number remains at four and a half. Uh, has your opinion on this one changed at all from last week? Um, so
3: I'm looking at the mock draft you and I are are working on or or mock draft 2.0. Um, I, it, it basically comes down to do Okoro and Williams go in the top ten.
1: Uh, right. And Okoro, so, I think it happens, but it feels like a little bit less of a lock now than it did last week. I I think, even though this isn't what's going to show up on our mock draft, I
3: think Williams is more likely to go in the top ten than Okoro.
1: Yeah, I think so, too.
3: But, you know, I so what are the odds on that? Are you getting good odds if you say five freshmen go? Or is, it, uh, or is it that's more, the
1: favorite. That's at minus 125. Under is now at 103, plus 103.
3: I kinda like I kinda like the over. Um you know, there's always a, a chance that you get bailed out and like Tyro Terry goes ten or something. Um but I i kinda think all five of those guys so we're we're Wiseman, Edwards, Okongwu, they all go. Um but I I do kind of think Okoro and Williams both go. Um, okay. So I I do kind of like the the over on four and a half there.
1: Okay. And then the other one number of international players drafted in the top ten. Uh, that number is at three and a half, and the under is a, a heavy favorite at minus five sixty. Over three and a half is at four to one.
3: Yeah, I I love the under, yeah. because you basically need Hampton or Pokashet pokashevsky to go for that to not hit right
1: yeah and the kings are picking at 12 so yeah i think pokashevsky's off the board
3: um yeah i mean i think it's not even a lock to me that hayes goes top 10 so mm-hmm. you're obviously like Lamelo, obviously goes abdia probably goes i wouldn't even say that's a lock though but uh yeah i i don't think hampton goes top 10 i just think he's uh, too much of a work in progress i think obviously very high ceiling but he he seems more like kind of a 10 to 20 type of guy and yeah. um and yeah Pogashevsky. i think he, at some point you roll the dice on him i don't think it's in the top 10 though
1: all right now this one is listed on DraftKings under the james anderson specials section <laughs> number of arizona players drafted in the first round the number is at one and a half and the odds are even on either side oh
3: man um under because I think Nico Mannion isn't very good and uh, I mean we talked about this in uh, in our last pod like he's like while we've seen Patrick Williams kind of move up boards the further we get from uh, the season and like mm-hmm. kind of the, the high school when these guys are high schoolers um, I think we're, we're seeing Mannion move down boards the further we get because yeah. Like Man Mannion had more uh pedigree coming out of high school than Patrick Williams did.
1: But Oh, by far.
3: But like he just like I look at Nico Mannion and I'm like, like maybe he's Alex Caruso? Like I like what's the ceiling with him? Like I, I don't see how he there's there's just not a ton of to dream on there. He didn't he didn't shoot it very well. He's not like, he, he just doesn't project to be a starting point guard to me. So, I think, best case scenario, he's like your first guard off the bench, but he doesn't have good measurables. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think Mannion goes in the first round. Um, I definitely think Josh Green goes in the first round and, and he might even go in the top 20,
1: but mm. I don't think Mannion goes. So, here's my cat's take I don't think Mannion's the guy we need to be concerned about. I, I think it might be Zeke Naji. I think oh, Mannion's, yeah. Mannion's a second round guy for me as well. Uh, like, loved him as a prospect, but he, he to me he doesn't have that like oh he could be a great backup point guard feel. And maybe he can't, but I feel like he he like Manion like plays like a star. And I feel I feel like he would have a tough time not being that as if all, that makes
3: sense. As all Arizona point guards do. Right. Uh Star You dude. don't go you don't go there if you don't play like a star if you're a point guard. <laughs> uh but I, no, but I think you're I think you're right. Um, now my take like if I were running uh an NBA team like, the backup center types, like like Zeke, you just don't take them in the first round for, from a contractual standpoint. Like, you just – you don't want to pay those guys first-round money. Um, so, you take them in the second round. But, you know, after the top 20 or so guys go, I think it's just a total free-for-all. And you're going to see all kind. like, there are going to be guys – there are going to be a handful of guys that go, like, last 10 picks in the first round that nobody had mocked going there. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe it is a stay away. Um, now that you mentioned that, but if there was a way to bet against Nico Mannion just just by itself, then I think that's a, a sharp bet.
1: Yeah, we need we need these gambling sites to be a little bit more pointed with some of these. You know, a little bit more uh, mean, I guess, for lack of a better term, with some of these props.
3: Yeah. Uh, is is Nico Mannion going to suck in the
1: NBA? Yeah, right. Uh,
3: plus plus <laughs> plus one fifty. <150. laughs>
1: Yeah, well, you would need like a rigid definition of suck, which would be someone would have to type that out and it would be awesome. Um, all right. Any other lingering draft takes? You know, we got about 40 hours or so, uh, 30 hours, I should say, before the draft starts as we record this afternoon.
3: I I think it's going to be a, a whirlwind. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I think it's going to just be a really crazy night. I think there are going to be some unpredictable stuff. Um, and i know everyone talks about like ball wiseman edwards like the clear top 3 i i would not rule out someone else sneaking into that top 3 cuz i just think there's um like first of all you can't believe like when when reporters are telling you like nba teams tell us like this and this and this uh that's because those teams up there want someone to like trade up because they they perceive that those are the three guys people might trade up to get but i'm not i'm just not sold that those are the three guys that go top three because i think that it's very easy to talk yourself out of any of them so um that'd be one thing i'm kind of watching for is just does someone else sneak into that top three
1: yeah i mean if you look at the odds like it's just there's such a chasm between those three and everybody else that it 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 makes it seem like if, if they're i'm with you i think that could happen it's just so hard to pinpoint who that guy might be
3: well, I think it'd be Halliburton or Okonwu. Um, Halliburton's think, the
1: one who makes the most sense, I think.
3: Like, I would not be surprised if the Warriors took Halliburton, and I would not be surprised if the Hornets took Okonwu.
1: The Warriors taking Halliburton would be the that would be like the most universally praised pick, I think. You know, that would <laughs> that would become like the new the new whoever the Spurs take at 28 is going <laughs> to be a star. Like, I, I think if any other franchise did that it would be like, what are they doing? This is so bold. But with the Warriors, they, they've earned this like blind trust with moves like that. And I, I think they could oh, get away he,
3: with it. Yeah. Yeah. He fits so well on that roster. Oh, man, right. he's ready to win right away. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, the, the, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they had him there on their board. The reason I don't, like, I wouldn't bet on it is just, I, I think that you take the player that you think gets you the most from the Wizards. And yes,
1: exactly. It's,
3: it's tough if you're Washington to talk yourself into like Halliburton being um, some great star or something like that.
1: Yeah. They're going to be in such a weird spot where, you know, if Wiseman's the pick it's, it's like their bench is so thin that they probably need him to contribute. But at the same time, he has to be good because if he has five bad games in a row, you know, that potential trade value goes down. Like it's, it's such a strange position for them to be in.
3: Yeah. I mean, do you think like I, I went like about a month ago, I, I just sort of, Kind of assumed that Wiseman on the Warriors would have a pretty decent rookie season, um, but the more I think about it, like he's so raw from a game rep standpoint that he actually might not be very good as a rookie. Um, so they'd have to consider, and it it might be an excuse for them to take Lamelo there, um, under the assumption that he would hold his trade value better than Wiseman as a rookie. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be really fascinating. I mean, the wolves, are they going to screw it up? Are they going to trade it? The warriors, like, are they going to find a way to trade it? Um, I'm really excited. It's not a good draft class,
1: but it's, it's still going to be an exciting draft. That's the prop that we need. Just will the wolves screw this up? It's like, yes. Yes. (laughs) Minus (laughs) (laughs) 10,000. Yes. Uh, bet the house yeah all right man well i appreciate all the contributions you've made uh over the last couple of weeks not only this podcast but articles you know your time putting into these mocks and whatnot and um you know enjoy the coverage and very much looking forward to wednesday night
3: yeah thanks again for having me Uh, looking forward to it
2: whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance